years has it been? How long since we've seen your shores? Will you welcome us like an old friend and show us your beauty once again? Will the adventure in you be as it was before? Will you show us your creatures? Your people. Will you take us to those who do not know you and open your heart again? Journal, day one. The only way I can explain being in this part of Africa is that there's a natural peace in it. The animals move about with one goal, one purpose, survival. The mission we have set out on is to reach the remote Hadzabi tribe and present the gospel. The little we know about the Hitzabi are that they are a nomadic bush people. They are known to move around the Lake Ayasi region and speak a unique click language. The clothing of animal skins and ancient weaponry are commonplace. And above all, the Hadzabi are known to be expert hunters. To reach them, we have been put in contact with the one known Hadzabi English speaker. Miriam. Miriam is a born Hadzami and a Christian and has welcomed us to present the gospel to her tribe. Tomorrow we should arrive at Lake Ayasi and begin our journey to the remote Hadzabi tribe. We've been in the truck all day today. 
just passing over just incredible scenery, just stuff that's unbelievable. Beauty and wildlife, everything. You basically crest over the top of uh, the Nagorgo crater and then down into this plain area, and this is where the Hadzabi live. What kind of makes it kind of tricky to find them, they're spread out over this entire region of uh, the Lake Ayasi, and they have these small little encampments where there's only, you know, a family or two that live together, maybe, you know, six people, and then another little encampment, and then another. It's kind of tough as knowing where they are. But that's why it's such a blessing that we have Miriam because she's going to be able to guide us to these small Hadzabi settlements. And she's going to be able to introduce and interpret the gospel when we get back to these camps. Do the Hadzabi usually live like in the hills or? Yeah. Pretty amazing though because you kind of come into this area and it's kind of dusty, you know, outskirt towns. But just in this area, just in the interior, it's very, very remote. And these people just live on their own out there. I mean, we've heard they hunt with bow and arrow, they go after baboon, they go after kudu, they go after, you know, anything they come across. They also will, like, forage for, like, berries, for food, for, you know, anything like that. So we're going to be striking out tomorrow morning looking for them and trying to make contact with them with these small little pods of people. circles trying to find it but I mean it's pitch black so it's very difficult we're literally in the middle of this like kind of floodplain and our drivers looking around and then we have another scout that kind of knows where their location is but it's been kind of difficult finding them we've been going for like what like 30 minutes yeah nothing out here so it's pretty pretty wild I hear I'm gonna make contact with them just up over there so they're gonna probably be walking here in a minute or so a zombie are like Bushmen, so they're similar to like, you know, the Bushmen of Botswana in that area. So we'll go and uh, we'll hunt with them in the morning here. And now we're, uh, we're just out here in the middle of, uh, of the bush in, uh, in Africa. And it's quite a, a silent and stunning scene out here. All right, so we are around the fire with the Hadzami and it's literally like being transported to another time. And it's pretty incredible because everything we've heard is how remote they are, and it's absolutely true uh, seeing them and seeing how they're living back here. Journal day two. Our first meeting with the Hitzabe is everything our imaginations thought it would be. They are remote. They are hunters. Even the children set themselves to the capture of game. There is a silent resolve about them. There is a simplicity in their way of life. There is a poetry in their routine. We've been invited to hunt with them because this is their identity, their culture. This is who they are.
early morning, they spotted a baboon troop over in this area, and they're going for that. But it's pretty amazing you come across these adopting camps. Their whole kind of livelihood uh, for the men is really based around uh, it's based around hunting. And uh, you know, you see them, they're creating the arrows. You know, you see bows and arrows like this they use, which is pretty amazing. Some of them have baboon hair and everything like that, of like what they've killed, so it's pretty incredible. This is, uh, this is the big bird that they just got in the bush there. He heard a little bit of flapping, went under, got it. And the dogs were all like hungry for it, so they all were going after it, but that's a good kill. So we've been going through the bush, and the hunters have so far have winged about three birds. They're very quick, just walking, how they kind of move through the bush very easily, very quickly. It's pretty much just open game. I mean, they shoot at anything, whether it's small birds or kudu or anything big or baboons, anything like that, they'll take out. And uh, it's pretty amazing how accurate they are because some shots are maybe 25, 30 feet, some more, and they'll just wing it straight through the birds. But we're making it uh, through here. It's pretty amazing to see how they hunt. He's got a bird here. He winged it right through there. Oh. Great shot. They're very accurate. When you see them shoot, it's just like perfectly accurate. Even with uh, the handmade bows, it's impressive. What's wild is when they you get a, a kill, they, they break the neck of the bird by biting it. It's pretty amazing to kind of see how the Hazabi hunt. Yeah. 
So basically what they're doing now is they're about to put the birds on the fire and it looks like they're actually going to, you know, just partake and eat right out here and save the rest for when they get back to camp for the other members. So this is, um, this is the experience of hunting with the Hadzabi. Do they like the squirrel or the bird better? Squirrel. Their nature is humble and curious. They are eager to teach us. Like 
Days pass and we become a part of them. Friendship. Peace. The message of the gospel is never too far from a people as open as this. These children on earth broke their relationship with God. To see them here of the Son of Man for the first time makes us wonder how many generations have passed. And Jesus said while he was on earth, he said, I have come to seek and save mankind. He would lay his hands upon them and they would become whole. The miracles of Jesus. The words he spoke. He would heal people who were blind in their eyes. The sacrifice he made. What they did to Jesus, who was the Son of God, took one hand and they put a nail in it and hung him to this cross. And they took his feet and they pierced his feet and that's what yeah did blood come out blood came out yeah and then they took a spear and they stuck it in his side kill him. so when the blood came down it paid the price for all of men's sins from before they took him down and all of his followers were weeping. And they took his body, as the tradition was, and they put it into a cave, similar to this. And they took a stone, they took a big stone, and they put this stone in front of the cave. Now, three days later, an angel from heaven came down, rolled the stone away, and Jesus was alive. One follower heard that Jesus was alive and he says, no, 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 I don't believe it. And this, and this follower said, until I put my finger in the hole and put my hand in his side because I saw it with my own eyes, he was dead man. Yeah, and Jesus appeared to this one man who was saying that and he said, Put your hands in, in here and see that I am real and that I am alive. And Jesus' message was this. He says, anybody who believes in me will have everlasting life. If you confess Jesus with your mouth and accept him into your heart, 
Jesus will come live inside of your heart. And he'll be with you every single day. And the great thing is, is Jesus says that I am coming again. And all those who believe in me, I will welcome them into my kingdom. Wanted us to pray for him. And we thank you for that renewed strength in his arm, renewed strength through his whole body, and Lord, just a witness upon his lips in the name of Jesus. Lord, that he'd be able to walk smoothly, Father God. Lord, in every step that he'd make, Father. Lord, that it would just be completely healed. There'd be no pain. There'd be no arthritis in the name of Jesus. Strength throughout her body right now, Father God. And Lord, we just give you all praise and glory for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. So this is the Hadzabi village that we've been able to come into and minister. It's been a really great opportunity. We've been able to minister the gospel with a whole group of men, with women here as well too, praying, laying hands on the sick. Lord, just the power of God going through his whole body, Father. Lord, strength and power in the name of Jesus. And it's just been an awesome open door of people just open and ready for the gospel. So we're um, we're really encouraged and we're, uh, we're so blessed to be able to come back here and see people whose hearts are ready and, uh, and willing to hear the name of Jesus and believe upon him. So it's been a real blessing. And, uh, and from this place, we're gonna be heading out to other Hadzabi areas. So everything's great and uh, what an awesome, awesome time of ministry that we've had here. How many sleep in, inside here? Man, women, and family. One, one family? Yeah, one family. One family. And then how long does this last for? Maybe two weeks and then they move to a different place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now it's dry season, so they're closer to the water. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the great things about the Hadzabi is they're so welcoming, and uh, we were welcomed in very, very uh, wonderfully. And what's really fascinating is we're in an area that isn't too far away from where there is churches. You know, we're only maybe about three hours away from Arusha where there's huge uh, church areas, but there's, you know, nomadic encampments that have never heard the gospel before. You know, no concept of uh, Jesus, no concept of the gospel whatsoever. And they've never seen this in the town? Never. This one? We've gone to some very remote areas and sometimes it's taken us two weeks to get to areas where people have never heard the gospel. But, you know, knowing and seeing firsthand that these people here, the Hadzabi, have never heard the gospel, it's a great opportunity to be able to introduce and bring the first steps of uh, Christ Jesus back here and bring the word of God. So that's, uh, that's very exciting. There was, uh, there was a man whose name was Jesus. Yes. But he wasn't just a normal man. He was the son of God. So he showed, he showed that God was with him and he truly was the son of God. He even did marvelous things where he walked on the water. If a person was sick, he would lay his hands upon them and they would be healed instantly. His message that he told all of mankind, he said, if you believe in me, you will have everlasting life. Some of the people in that time believed differently. They said, no, no, 
this man, this man, no, well, we don't believe this. Even though they saw all these marvelous things, they said, no, no, they became very jealous. So what they did with Jesus, they took him and they put him on what we call a cross. And they took this hand and they put a nail inside of it and they pierced his feet through. So they put this one, this one, and this one. And they hung him in front of everybody to see. And Jesus said, I go to the cross to pay the price for all mankind. And he said that I have died and I have risen again. And those who believe in Jesus, who believe that he was the Son of God and died for our sins, and accept him into your heart, you'll live forevermore with God in heaven. All you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me. And God will forgive you immediately. There is no people too far, no one beyond your reach. For your word is forever, and there will be a day when all your children will hear. Jesus said, bring this message to all the world. Sickness and disease, we command you to go in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for your power as a sign and a witness over her whole body, Father. Lord, that there is strength, that there is power, that there is power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you You are the healer. The one who suffered. The one who paid the price. The great shepherd who seeks the lost. The one in the heavens who made the creations we behold. You are our strength, our refuge, our high tower. You are the Almighty who is with us to bring your message to all mankind. If you would like to receive a DVD of the episodes you've just seen, please go to TravelTheRoad.com or call 1-866-EXPLORE. Our mission at Travel the Road is to preach the gospel to all creation and encourage the church to be active in the Great Commission. The episodes we produce are with the sole aim to make an internal difference and to inspire a new generation for missions. To find out more about the ministry of Travel the Road or to order from our catalog of DVDs, please visit us at TravelTheRoad.com and together we can make a difference.